Hello everyone and welcome to another Sunday School class, Quarantine Edition, where we share in brief Bible studies together at home. I hope that all of you are safe and sound and surrounded by adequate amounts of toilet paper and other quarantine supplies. But I also hope that you're finding at least some things to be thankful for, even in the midst of such uncertain times. And these can be very strange and difficult times. Think back a few months. How many of you would have expected to be spending springtime at home under orders from the governor? Or maybe to be waiting in line at the grocery store, staring at so many empty shelves, looking at so many empty businesses? For instance, I know several people who recently lost their jobs, and maybe you do too. But even on a smaller scale, it's true that any change in routine can cause added stress, and every single one of us have had changes to our routine. But I also know that blessings can be found in any situation. And as Christians, we always have a reason to be thankful, and we always have a reason for hope. And as this lesson is being recorded, we find ourselves in the Easter season. And if Easter is about anything, it's about hope. On Easter, Jesus rose from the grave. After suffering and dying on a cross on Good Friday, many of the followers of Jesus were confused. They wondered how their Messiah, their Savior, could be dead. It didn't fit the script that they had made up in their minds. But then came Sunday, and Jesus rose from the dead, leaving behind an empty tomb. This is the most hopeful event in human history, because that old enemy that couldn't be defeated, death and sin, had finally been taken down. The gospel was validated. And when Paul wrote about the resurrection in 1 Corinthians 15, he talked about how central the resurrection is to our faith and to our hope. He talked about how death itself had lost its sting because of the resurrection of Jesus. The scariest thing suddenly wasn't scary anymore. And for those who believe, it's true, death isn't the end. Jesus proved that through his resurrection. And for the Christian, it gives us the most powerful hope imaginable. Nothing on earth can take away this hope that we have in Jesus. And can't we all use a little hope right now? Easter's coming right on time. And in today's passage of scripture, hope plays a central role. In our passage today, we won't be looking at the resurrection of Jesus. We'll be going back and looking at John chapter 8. We're just going to continue on through the Gospel of John. But hope is making a central appearance in this passage as well. Today we'll be studying John chapter 8, verses 21 through 30. So follow along if you would. We'll begin reading in verse 21. Jesus is speaking. It says, So he said to them again, I am going away, and you will seek me, and you will die in your sin. Where I'm going, you cannot come. So the Jews said, Will he kill himself? Since he says, where I'm going, you cannot come. 
He said to them, You're from below. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. So they said to him, Who are you? Jesus said to them, Just what I have been telling you from the beginning. I have much to say about you and much to judge. But he who sent me is true. And I declare to the world that I have heard from him. They did not understand that he had been speaking to them about the Father. So Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. And he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. As he was saying these things, many believed in him. So this passage is a continuing discussion that Jesus is having with the scribes and Pharisees and Jewish people. And up until this passage, it appeared that the people just weren't getting it. That begins to change a little bit here. You know, this passage contains some heavy truth, but it also contains some great hope. Look at verse 21. Jesus says, I am going away, and you will seek me, and you will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. Wow. So this seems to be the opposite of hopeful. Jesus is saying that he's going away, and his listeners can't come, and that they will die in their sins. Dying in sins meant something to that crowd. For the Christian, we know from Romans that the wages of sin is death. In other words, the necessary payment for our sin is death. And the Jews would have understood this concept as well because they lived under the sacrificial system. The blood of animals was required to make payment for the sins of the people. So dying in your sins meant that you will die still owing those wages. You know, in other words, you'll need to pay. And the necessary payment is death. That's a terrifying thing. Facing a perfect, holy God while being in your sins is not something that anyone would want. Yet, that's what Jesus is saying here. Jesus goes on in this passage to draw a contrast between himself and his listeners. He lets them know that he's different. He tells them that he is from above, that they are from below. He's communicating that he's no regular person. He's from above. He, he calls God his father. <laughs> he says that he does the work of the father. So even at this point, you might be thinking, okay, great, but where's the hope? It's here. Take a look at verse 24. Jesus says, I told you that you would die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. So here we go. Jesus is preaching here. <laughs> he shared the problem in verse 21. What's the problem? You're going to die in your sin. And you have a payment coming due. So what's the solution? Verse 24. 
Believe that Jesus is who he says he is. Trust him for salvation. Surrender. Stop leaning on your own good works to somehow make up for your sin debt. They can't. The wages of sin is death. All we have to do is believe that Jesus paid it all on the cross. There's the hope. There's the path. It's the way out of the mess that we made. It's Jesus. This passage says a lot. But when I read it, I see an awful lot of importance in verses 21, 24, and 30. Verse 21, like we said, presents the problem. You will all die in your sins. Verse 24 presents the solution. Believe in Jesus. You know, Trust in Christ for your salvation. And what does verse 30 show? Verse 30 shows the reaction of the people. Take a look at verse 30. It says, As he was saying these things, many believed in him. So, Jesus presented the problem. He explained that he was different, that he was God. He presented himself as the solution, and many believed. So in this passage, Jesus presents the gospel, and many who were listening to him responded in faith. And for us, as we look at Easter, we should be asking ourselves, do we have that faith? We should be asking ourselves, have I trusted Christ as the only way for salvation? Do I believe? If your answer is no, then today is the day to surrender. Stop trying to save yourself and trust that Jesus' sacrifice is sufficient to save you, to cover your sins, to pay your debt. Repent and believe. It's such a freeing thing. People who talk about Christianity being a list of rules to follow don't understand Christianity. They have it completely backwards. True saving faith, Christianity, it saves you from the burden of any list. We're saved from that burden through Jesus. And for those of you who have surrendered, if you are a believer, this should be a time of great celebration and great hope. Because no matter what happens around us, Jesus rose from the grave. That tomb was empty. Our salvation is secure. Death has lost its sting. We should never grow tired of hearing the gospel. You know, when a Christian hears the gospel, it's fuel for thanksgiving and hope. It helps us to maintain an eternal perspective. And it's that perspective that gives us hope in, day, in our daily lives. It helps to minimize the problems of our day and maximize Jesus. Because we're looking at how great his salvation is. We're looking at everything in the context of eternity. That's what gives us hope. Jesus gives us hope. So keep these things in mind throughout the Easter season. And for now, let's pray. Let's take a moment and pray and thank Jesus for what he's done for us. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for loving us. Thank you for paying our sin debt on the cross. We thank you for defeating death once and for all who believe. Lord, please grow within us an eternal hope. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And once again, 
I hope you all have a happy and hopeful Easter. We have so much to be thankful for and such a great reason to be hopeful.